What's your favorite animal? A lion. My favorite animal is dolphins. I like dolphins. I like dogs. White tiger. What is your favorite thing about yourself? Uh, playing. My hair. Yeah, I'm fast. Oh. All of it? What's your favorite movie? Paw Patrol. I haven't watched it yet. My favorite movie is a Super Mario movie. I especially like um, Narnia. The, the Minions. What's your favorite thing to do with friends? Play outside. Play games with them. Go to the pool or run out and play games. Uh, probably play, play Roblox with them. Um, play. Pastor Barry, what's your favorite thing about God? That's really cute. <laughs> what is my favorite thing about God? Um, <clears throat> well, it's kind of a, probably a lame answer, but I love the fact that he is so loving. That's such a great thing about him. I, I kind of think that if you asked, asked the question why enough, you'd always get to the answer of his love. Like, why uh, are there so many galaxies? Why, you know, you keep asking why eventually, because he's a God of love. I just love that. That's my favorite thing. Um, I'm actually kind of curious, kids who are in the room, what's your favorite thing about God? Uh, what do you love about God? Uh, shout it out. I want to I hear what you think. What, Miles? What do you got? He's scary? Is that what you, what did you say? Caring. That makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot more sense, and it is a good answer. Uh, what else? What else uh, do you guys love about God? What's your favorite thing? Yeah. He loves us even if we do bad things. Yes, I agree with that. And just like with mine, with love, I think that's absolutely it. Yes. What's your favorite thing about? What's that? He saves us. He saves us. Yes. Yes. He's in control, absolutely. These are great things. These are really good things. I love all of these things about God. Well, guys, welcome to uh, Summerfest. This is a uh, kind of a different sermon series where we are going to be answering some big questions. That's the idea here uh, for this week. And again, it's very different because we are going to be answering real questions that were submitted by, by real kids at Grace. Uh, and I'm just in case you're new, one of the values of Grace Church is that we, we go there, right? We ask the hard questions. We, we have hard conversations. And so some of these questions are, they're going to be very different. Like, uh, will my pet go to heaven? We're going to answer that. Uh, why aren't there dinosaurs? in the Bible. Miles asked, why are there wasps, right? These are, these are questions that we are going to try to answer through the course of this series. They're big questions that kids have, but the reality is, I think a lot of us have these questions too, and so it's kind of nice that we have an excuse to, to go there and ask the hard questions that these kids so innocently ask. So that's what we're going to do. Um, today, the theme of the questions is God, uh, and then next week we'll talk about, uh, I think it's uh, maybe heaven, and, and then there's one about the Bible. So we'll have a different theme each week, uh, ask, answering specific questions with some kind of small little mini messages. I'm excited about it. Uh, before we dive in, though, I want to speak to the adults, uh, specifically to the husbands in the room, and remind you all that on July 21st, we have Grace Church's Husbands Retreat. This is going to be a, a day-long retreat where uh, Pastor Tim and I are going to teach a uh, 
any husbands or, or wannabe husbands or soon-to-be husbands, what does it look like? What does the Bible have to say about loving your spouse as uh, at, the way that Jesus loved the church? How do you, how do you uh, demonstrate self-giving love and, and uh, servant-heartedness in your marriage? I think it's going to be really important. I really strongly encourage you to block off that day and be here if you are looking to take a deeper step in your marriage journey, okay? So, July 21st, gracechurch.us slash husbands. All right, let me pray for us, and then we will dive into the first sort of official big question for this series. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the rain that we've had. Uh, we, are, we are grateful for all the things that you do to bring our lives um, so much joy and fulfillment, and we, we are so grateful for your love, the fact that you love us, that you care for us. Uh, yeah, Father, we are, we are grateful for all of that. I pray that today, as, as I do my best to try to answer some challenging questions, uh, that you would speak through me. I pray that I would just disappear and that your Holy Spirit would remain. I pray that we would all have ears to hear what you have to say to us today. I pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, uh, we are going to answer the first question for today, which was actually submitted by uh, Milo Bender, and the, the question is, what does God look like? And, uh, I mean, what does God look like? You might think, well, that's easy. He's invisible. And yes, that's true. The Bible refers to God's invisible nature. We can't really see God. Um, but when I thought about that question and I thought about what might be behind that question, what does God look like? I think it, it actually is a deeper question than just, than just are we able to see him or not. I think a deeper, the deeper question behind that of what does God look like is, who is he? Who is God? How do how do we uh, see him and interact with him? And what what does it what does it look like for us to engage with the person of God instead of just the concept of God? So l let me explain what I mean by asking another question. And kids, I want I want your help on this one. The question is this: What does happiness feel like? Who can who can answer that? What does happiness feel like, kids? What what do you got? Yes. It feels good inside, yes, that's what happiness feels like, yeah. Uh, it, feels like it feels like joy, that's right. What else? What does happiness feel like to you guys? Yes, Nayla. <laughs> it feels good in your heart? Yeah, absolutely it does. Anyone else? What does happiness feel like? Yeah. Shout it out. Happy, uh-huh, uh-huh. That is actually what the dictionary says. It says a feeling of, of being happy, which I'm like, thanks, dictionary. That's great. Anybody else? What else? Uh, what does happiness feel like? Yes. It feels amazing. I agree. I agree. It feels amazing. So here's, here's why I'm asking that question. Uh, what does happiness feel like? It feels like joy. It feels like, like it feels good in your heart. And like, th those are all true things, but if we really tried to understand the concept of happiness, we would all know it's way more than just feeling good, right? Happiness is something that's actually kind of hard to describe because it's a feeling. It's, uh, oh, you, you've got one? Go ahead. What is it? What? You feel happy? 
All right, right on. I, I love that. Absolutely. So happiness, you could go by the dictionary definition of feeling a feeling of being happy, but, but happiness is something that is really hard to describe because it goes much, much deeper. And the same thing is true for God, for what does God look like? Yes, he's invisible, but, but uh, when we look at scripture, what we find is that the biblical authors are trying to, to capture the reality of God's presence and, and identity in ways that go much, much deeper than just some dictionary definition. For example, if we were to just say God is big, like that's true, but that, that doesn't capture how big he is, right? He's, he's bigger than the universe, so that, how do you even capture that in words? Or if we were to say God is good, well, yes, that's true, but God is so much better than, than we could even capture in our words. These, these words that we try to use to describe God, they don't, they don't capture the depth. Just like saying uh, being happy doesn't really capture the feeling of, of happiness. It's a, it's a much deeper thing. So here's what I want to do. I want to talk a little bit about how the biblical authors describe God, because they actually do talk about what he looks like in a whole bunch of different ways. It's just not usually in a dictionary definition. Usually what it is, is poetry. They describe God and what he looks like using uh, images and metaphors and, and, and pictures. For example, sometimes when you read the Bible, you see the authors of the Bible talking about God like, like, like he's a thunderstorm. Now, is God really a thunderstorm? No, but, but you get the sense of the, the power of a thunderstorm and the, how it kind of is awe, awe-inspiring and awe-inducing to see a thunderstorm rolling over, rolling towards you. That's a way of describing God. They also talk about him as a shepherd. Now, is he literally a shepherd? Does he actually, uh, does he actually go around tending sheep? No, no, but we know that our God cares for his flock, like we talked about a few weeks ago. He cares for his flock in a way that helps us understand at a deeper level Uh, what his compassion looks like. Uh, There's a part of scripture where it talks about God's voice as being like like a whisper on the wind. Does God only really whisper? No, but it brings us into a new perspective of what that, what it means for God to, uh, to, to speak to us in a way that maybe doesn't, doesn't go the normal way that we would expect. So let me give you one more example. In Scripture, uh, it talks a lot about, uh, in, in the Bible, it talks a lot about how God cares for us and protects us, okay? But, but it doesn't just say He protects us. The biblical authors use imagery, and I want to give you uh, two examples of this. First, in, uh, in Psalm 91, uh, this is how God is described. This is what God looks like to the author of this psalm. He says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. So you see here, the image is, is of God is kind of like a mother hen. He's, he's protecting his chicks. He's covering them uh, with his wings. That is, a, by the way, that's a really uh, interesting kind of a feminine image. Uh, it's not a, a masculine because God is not a boy or a girl. He, he's not either of those things. We say he because that's just kind of how the biblical authors talk about God, but God is beyond that. So So for God to be a mother hen, that's a way of talking about his protection that we can feel in our hearts deeper than just saying God protects you. 
But there's another example of this, where it's a very different image, where God is described in, uh, in Psalm uh, 18 like this. Same concept, God protecting us, but it says this, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. Okay, so God protects us, but now he looks like a fortress, like a, like a castle, right? He's got strong walls. He's a shield. These are, are two images that talk about the same thing about God protecting us. But when we think about God protecting us and sheltering us like a mother hen, and when we think about God protecting us and sheltering us like a fortress, like a shield, they both capture something in our heart that tells us something about who God is and how he looks. He doesn't just look like a God who protects us. He looks like a mother hen that watches her chicks carefully. He looks like a fortress that nothing bad can possibly get through and get to us. So here's why I'm telling you all this. Because yes, the short answer is God is invisible. But when we try to understand what God looks like by the way that the biblical authors describe him, we are drawn into poetry because understanding God is like understanding happiness. It's not something uh, that you can just know in your head. It's something that you feel in your heart. God is invisible, yes, but God is also the God who protects us, who walks with us, who loves us more than we could possibly comprehend. So that's how I would answer the question of what does God look like? He goes way beyond what words can describe, and that's why we use poetry to do it. All right, so that's question one. I'll come back up in a little bit, and we'll talk about question two. Before he answers question two, uh, we're going to play a little game that kind of hints at what question two is about, and it's called Can You Hear Me? And we're going to need a volunteer for this yes. game. Yes, I Who need a volunteer like to, to play Can You Hear play. Me? Thank you. Um, thank you, thank you. Okay. Let's do... <laughs> so much stress. So Luke, much stress. I can't make it a... Come on. Luke. It's always a gamble. You know, Luke, right, Luke keeps so things interesting. You're going to sit there. Hi, Luke. What grade are you in? I'm going into nine. Oh my gosh. You're going to be a freshman, so <laughs> you're moving out. on up to merge. Are you excited about that? Sure. Okay. Luke. Wow. Okay. Just kidding. That's great, Luke. I guess Luke, the bar's uh, set really high. Where do you go to school? Um, the w Westfield. Okay, great. Westfield. <laughs> Westfield in the house. All right. Once a shamrock, always a shamrock. Am I right, my guy? All right. Okay. <laughs> these two. Um, so this game, we're going to put these uh, noise cans, or no, they're not noise canceling. They are, have lots of noise. They're, you won't be able to hear when you have these on. Um, we're going to put these on you, and Danny's going to say a phrase, and you need to repeat back what she has said to you without hearing her. You have you played this game? This. You can look happy. Okay. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> there it is. Great job. <laughs> That's the How's worst that? sound in the world. Okay, go with the first phrase, Danny. Sunshine kisses and summer wishes. Uh, what's the definition? <laughs> we'll give it to you. We'll do it one more time. Okay. <laughs> Sunshine kisses and summer wishes. Um, springtime kisses and summer wishes. Pretty good, pretty good. Okay. All right, all right. All right. Good all right. job. Are these on? Okay, do it again. Another one, new phrase. I was made for sunny days. 
Um, I was made for summertime. Great, pretty great. Close, pretty close. Hold on, it's going out. Okay. All right. Oh, no. Is it gone? Can you hear? Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. He's okay. like, what are you doing to me? He's so scared. The beach is my happy place. The beach is my happy place. Can you hear me? Hold this. No. <laughs> can you hear me? The beach is my happy place? I can hear you a little bit, yeah. The beach is my happy place? Hold him tight. I'm just really good at reading. Oh. Hold him in there. Yeah, yeah. But don't turn it off. Hold on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Push him in. Push him in. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Did you read them? Just okay. He can't hear now. Life is better in flip flops. Um, one more time. Life is better in flip flops. I like swimming. See, it's working. It's working better. It's working better. Keep holding them. Wrong. Yeah, not right. <laughs> not right. Life is better in flip flops is what it was. Okay, hold I, I on. It's going you. out. Oh. Okay, hold it on. Was... It's going out again. Just hold. For, oh, oh, it's on. No, oh. it's off. These are not working out so well. Okay, hold it in again. Hold them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Salt in the air and sand in my hair. Uh, one more time. Salt in the air and sand in my hair. Um, uh, maybe, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know that one. Give it one more time. Salt in the air and sand in my hair. I like my how summers. <laughs> I like my how? Something. It was, you can take these off now. We're done. Um, salt in my, wait, salt, salt in, in the, the air, air, sand in my hair. That was the last one. Hey, Luke, thanks for playing. You did a great job. Thanks, we really appreciate it. Danny. Great job. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you all for indulging us. And now, Barry's going to talk about hearing from God. Yeah, more important than saying. Okay, so it is about hearing from God, that's right. So the question that uh, was raised that, that one of the kids of Grace Church asked was, why haven't I heard from God? And there were actually several kids that asked that same question, why haven't I heard from God? And I don't know all the specifics of why they asked that question, but I think the, the, the basic question is this, like I hear other people talk about hearing from God or God told me this or whatever, but I haven't heard his voice. And I think that maybe for some kids that maybe feels a little bit, um, I don't know, weird. It's like, well, is something wrong with me? Am I not good enough as a Christian or, or something like that? And so this one, it got me, it spoke to me because I remember when I was young, I, I was in that exact same boat. I remember thinking, 
thinking like, ah, something, I must not be, uh, I must not have enough faith because I don't hear God's voice. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the way that I understand God speaking to us. And hopefully for you kids or you adults that, that don't necessarily uh, feel like you're hearing an audible voice from God, I want to be able to help you understand that, that uh, there may not actually be something wrong with your faith. It may just be something that needs to be adjusted in your expectations. So I'll start with this. And I, this might be shocking and, uh, for some of you, uh, but in my whole life of following Jesus, I'm 40, I've been following Jesus since I was three, what was I, two and a half when I gave my life to the Lord and turned from my life of crime, uh, I, whatever it was, I've been a Christian my whole life. And in all of those times, all of those years, I would say there is only one time that I heard what I felt like was an audible voice. Only one time did I hear an audible voice that I felt like God was speaking to me. Now, I've heard God's voice many, many other times in many, many other ways, but I don't want you to think that you are necessarily wrong or broken if you don't hear an audible voice when God is speaking to you. Here's what I've learned over the years. Uh, specifically, I've learned that God speaks to us in many different ways. He speaks to us in many different ways. Uh, for me, one of the ways that I've learned how to, uh, to hear God's voice is in, in times of prayer, um, often if I'm asking a question or I'm looking for guidance for something like that, I will hear, uh, I won't hear necessarily a voice, but I will get a, a sensation that I've come to recognize as uh, God giving me guidance to move one way or another. But more often than that, I hear God's voice speaking to me through uh, sermons that I hear or through reading the Bible or through having conversations with other people. Because you know that as followers of Jesus, we have God's Holy Spirit living within us, which means that God often speaks to us through the voices of others. Uh, but one of the things that I've learned that I've come to really love is the fact that God also speaks to us through things like art and music and nature. I find myself uh, feeling very close to God and hearing, uh, you know, he, feeling His pleasure, feeling His joy when I'm doing things that, that like, I don't know, get me outside, like I'm working in my garden or I'm, or I'm caring for my animals. I can sense God's presence with me in those moments. It's not an audible voice, but it's, it's very, very clear because that's part of how I'm wired. And so what I want to encourage you uh, kids is that uh, if you are, are wanting to hear God's voice and you, you aren't hearing an audible voice from heaven, I want you to consider what are other ways that God might be wanting to speak to you. Maybe it's in the messages that you're hearing on the weekend. Maybe God is speaking to you through other people, your parents or your, your small group leader in Grace Kids or Fuse or Merge. Maybe God is speaking to you through the Bible. But here's what I want you to do. Uh, I want you to start practicing this. I want you to start looking and listening for, for the different ways that God uh, might be speaking to you. And I think you'll begin to discover um, that you actually can start to recognize the voice of God. You can start to hear when he's speaking. But, but one thing that you'll, you're going to need to work on is this. There are things that God will say to you, and there are things that he will not say to you. How do you know? How do you know you're not just making something up when you hear something from him? Well, you, you know because everything that God would say is something that Jesus would say. Because Jesus is the perfect representation of God in our world. So if you're hearing God say something, uh, let's, Jesus said, love your enemies. 
So if you hear a voice in your head, or if you hear someone telling you to, to hate your enemies, well, guess what? That's not from God. God would not say something that Jesus would not say. Jesus is the perfect representation. He showed us what love looks like, what, what self-giving love, what caring for others looks like. And so if you're listening to the voice of God, and you're beginning to hear things that sound a lot like Jesus calling you to a life of, of self-giving love and sacrifice and, and caring for other people, then you can be pretty sure you may just be hearing the voice of God. It won't always come through an audible voice out of the heavens, but you'll begin to learn if you practice listening and you practice uh, seeking his voice and asking him questions, you will begin to recognize his voice and you can find it when you open up the words of scripture and get to know Jesus and get to know God's voice throughout its pages. So that is my response to that question. Why haven't I heard from God? Um, First of all, there's nothing wrong with the fact that you haven't heard a voice from heaven. I think what you need to do if you haven't heard from God is to practice listening, practice paying attention, and then make sure that the things that you're hearing align with who we know Jesus to be. Because our, our, uh, our Savior is always speaking. He's always with us. In fact, one of the things that Jesus said to his disciples in, in Matthew 28, he said, be sure of this. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And he's talking to you here. He's with you always, even to the end of the age. All you've got to do is begin listening and learning to recognize his voice in the many, many different ways that he'll speak to you. Let me pray for us. Father God, thank you for speaking. Uh, Thank you for for reaching out to us and and speaking to us in so many different ways, from art to music to to other people to the words of Scripture. You, You speak in a multitude of ways. I pray, Father, for any of the kids or adults who feel uh, like something's wrong with them because they don't hear the voice, your voice audibly or whatever, I pray that you would just speak to them now, even in their heart of hearts, that you would help them recognize that you are with them, that you do care for them, and that you are speaking. I pray that in all of us, as we grow uh, to be more like Jesus, that you would, you would help us recognize your voice and learn how to, how to uh, align the things that we are hearing with what, with what you revealed through the person of Christ. And I pray, Father, that each one of us, as we learn how to hear your voice, would also be transformed to transform our world in your name. So, Father, would you speak? Would we listen? And would we get comfortable and familiar with hearing your powerful voice in our individual lives? I pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for watching, but don't stop there. We want you to find community at Grace Church. And the first step in doing that is going to gracechurch.us hub. There you'll find other sermons, details about upcoming events, and other important announcements. And make sure you subscribe to our channel so you don't miss out when we post something new. Thanks again for watching. We'll see you next time.